And another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon with seven heads and ten horns, seven crowns on his head. And his, and his tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them into the earth. The dragon stood in front of the woman and was about to give, was about to give birth so that he might devour her child the moment it was born. You may be seated. Well, let's pray. Lord, bless this time of preaching. Help us. Amen. You may be seated. I've, I've shared this the past two Tuesdays that the body of Christ is the pregnant woman for tonight's application. There's many different ways that you can view this. You can read commentaries on the book of Revelation about it for tonight's purpose and application to our lives. The body of Christ is this woman. The crown of 12, 12 stars in her head is a picture of apostolic authority. Twelve is a governmental number. A picture of apostolic authority, authority of government upon her head. It says that she's pregnant, cries out in pain. I believe that God is bringing the body of Christ to a place of birthing. A place of birthing a great revival. And we're, we're right at that place. And there's this other sign that appears. And it's this enormous red dragon who we later find out. A tail swept a third of the stars of the sky. A dragon stood in front of the woman to devour at the moment is born. The dragon is Satan. None other. Enormous and red. Mean and ugly. And is about to devour the child. The devil hates you. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And as we've talked about in other messages, we're in a war. Everybody say we're in a war. Yeah, if you haven't realized that yet, you're probably getting beat up. You're in a war. We're in the middle of a war. Scripture clearly tells us through the, the epistles and the writings of the, of the Apostle Paul in the book of Ephesians talks about the, our, our armor and talks about the warfare. In, in 2 Corinthians it talks about that. You know, we, we're in a war and there's strongholds and, and things that have to come down and you have to take every thought captive and make it obedient. One of the number one ways that, that God taught me to overcome my, my, many of my difficulties, I would say all of my difficulties, especially in those early years, was that I had to learn to take every thought captive. Not everything that comes in your mind should be there. You need to deal with it. You need to tear them down. We've been doing a series on Sunday night called Tearing Down the Strongholds. A stronghold is a mindset that's impregnated with hopelessness that's contrary to the Word. A way of thinking that's contrary to God's Word. It's a lie and it's, and it's hopeless. In other words, if you think yourself a loser, you have a stronghold about yourself thinking that you're a loser. Because you're no loser. God doesn't make no junk. Amen. And he, you're made in His image. You're made in His likeness. While you were yet in your mother's womb, He knit you together. You're a winner. Amen. You're more than a conqueror. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Your whole identity has to get settled. And so we've been talking about some of that Sunday night and as well as in Tuesday. I... Tuesday, we've been talking about being an overcomer. The first in the series of messages that we preach, and this is the main text here that I want to look at, is verse 11. I'll read it to you. And they overcame him. Who? Satan. They overcame the red dragon. They overcame Satan by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. In previous messages, we talked about the blood. It's, a, it's, a, it's three tools or three weapons that you have on how to wipe out the enemy in your life. The first thing is the blood. 
the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Come on, Micah. Oh, the blood of Jesus. It washes. So we preached about the blood and why there has to be the shedding of blood. Leviticus tells us that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. So if you're going to have victory over the ugly, ugly one, the man in the red suit, who also comes as an angel of light, if you're going to have victory over Satan, the first thing you've got to get into that beautiful head of yours is, number one, there's no victory without blood, without the blood of the Lamb, specifically. And so we preached a message on that, bringing you through the Old Testament. You remember. Bringing you through the Old Testament about why there's a shedding of blood. Why there has to be blood. We talked about pleading the blood of Jesus. Everybody say plead. What does that mean? Plead. We talked about pleading a case. A court, uh, a lawyer in a court of law would plead his case before the judge and the jury. I won't ask you if you've ever been in court before. But if you were in court and you did something wrong and you were really sorry and you wanted to, you know, to get out of the judgment of the, of the judge, come on somebody, you'd want a lawyer to plead your case. In old, in old Pentecostal sermons, they talk about pleading the blood. Maybe you heard your grandma. I plead the blood! I plead the blood of Jesus! Right? How many of you ever heard somebody say, I plead the blood? What that means is they're standing before literally the court of God, the court of, there's a court in heaven, standing before there, and they're saying, you know, you might be messed up, you might have done something, I just plead the blood, the blood! I just claim the blood, plead the blood over you. It's a great thing to do. It's a biblical thing. So we talked about the blood of Jesus. If you're going to overcome the ugly one, the devil, Satan, if you're going to overcome him in this war, number one, first message I'm reviewing is, you will over be able to overcome him by the blood of the Lamb. That message is on podcast. I highly advise that you get it. Listen to it over and over and over and over. It'll, it'll crush all insecurity that you might have if you'll allow it to. It will crush the lie that the enemy puts on you that you're not worthy. Without the blood, you definitely ain't worthy. With the blood, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, and somebody ought to say amen. That's good news. It'll, it'll revolutionize your mind. It's the first weapon that God has given us, this, this text, as I said before, is like reading the, 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 it's like reading the Monday morning paper after Sunday's big game. How did they win? How did they beat the big dragon? How did they beat Satan? Don't you want to know? Number one, by the blood of the Lamb. Everybody say the blood of the Lamb. Alright, that's the first thing. That was the first message in the series. Not even sure we'll get to the third message, which is tonight. Because God just came and messed us up, which you can do anytime you want to. Amen. I'd rather hear from him than me any day. Amen. The second message was a message that was a lot of fun. It was a message on the power of your testimony. That's the second tool in overcoming Satan. Everybody say the second tool. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. The second thing is, and by the word 
of their testimony. Your testimony is powerful. My testimony is a powerful testimony. I'm not ashamed of it. Because I know what power it brings. I know it has power to break, break the, the dragon, the ugly one. Satan has power to break him. It is a weapon that God has given me. And it's a weapon that God has given you. And we talked about the power of your testimony. But you need to testify. Did anybody testify since the last week? Oh, I'm going to resign. Jesus, help me right now. I'm just kidding. I'll never resign. You stuck with me? You can quit if you want to, but I'm staying. (laughs) Did anybody testify this week? Have you used that? All right, how many of you are not going to raise your hand no matter what? Okay, listen, testifying has power. Testifying just pops the enemy. Gives him a, a black eye, a bloody nose, and a fat lip all in one shot. When you say, well, I was really broken and disgusted, but Jesus saved me. Hallelujah. Come on, how many of you want to just pop the ugly one? And the reason you can do that is because of the blood. And your testimony releases power. It is a weapon. How many of you ever been healed by God? It's a weapon. How many of you ever been God's provided for you? It's a weapon. How many, it's a weapon against the enemy, against the dragon. How many of you God's ever reconciled a relationship in your life? Hey! How many of you God, He renewed your mind? Hey! How many of you, come on, God's, God's touching you and helping you. All of that, the power of your testimony is great power and, and mostly people forget about it. If you think about what He's done for you, you begin to declare that it releases faith that He can do it again. Don't ever forget where you came from. Talk about it. Preach about it. And some of you just crawled out of the hole last week. Praise God! Start talking about the hole that God brought you out of. Thank you, Jesus. Forget that which lies behind. Press on to the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen? Testify. Everybody say testify. Let me give you a scripture. Revelation 19 says, the spirit of Pardon me. Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. What does that mean? That means when you testify about what Jesus has done, when you testify about what the Lord has done, it releases faith that He's going to do it again. Everybody say testify. I'm looking at that clock and I'm going, I got a solid 40 minutes of packed steak knife revelation that there's no way I can give it to you in three. Somebody say Shandai. All right, if you've never prayed in tongues, you just did. Go ahead, try it again. Ready? One, two, three. Okay, try it. Shuba. <laughs> the second, the third part of the series. I cannot preach it to you and do it justice. Because the Spirit of God obviously had a different plan tonight, and I'm thankful for that. I'm not going to elevate my thing that God's given me above me. He obviously had another plan. Have you guys have been touched already? The third part of the message, which I'll, I'll tell you, then you can go read it and think about it. All right? You go read and be a Berean. You, you get your own message. You come back and I'll preach you mine. Then you can tell me years later. Okay? Next week. Oh, probably the week after because Tim's preaching next week. Tim will be down. He's going to bring a message from Delta Junction. And they love their lives not so much as to shrink from death. The third part, integral part, of having victory over the ugly one 
Victory over the devil, over the dragon, over Satan. Blood of the Lamb, word of your testimony, and loving your life, not unto the death. In other words, you don't care so much about your life that you're afraid, even if it means death. Fear will rob you. Fear will, 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 quint, will, will just, just cripple you. Fear can be crippling. There's a good fear. There's a bad fear. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's a good fear. There's irrational fears that come. That's, that's, not, that's not good. There's all kinds of different fears. I'd say probably one of the number one things that rips people off is they're so stinking selfish that they don't know anything about this text right here. You see, instead of worshiping God, really what we have a tendency to do is worship ourselves and being comfortable. I'm going to tell you something. You're going to, if you want to win, you want to do something for God, if you think it's going to be comfortable, I have a news flash for you. Oh, but the benefits and the payoff. You know, when you, when you, when you go for God and you, your love and your affection is not so much for your own life, but for Him. And, and, and the fear of man breaks off for you. You will be one very dangerous person in the kingdom of God. And it is a key ingredient to overcoming the ugly one. We'll develop it more later. Michael, would you come? Would you stand up on your feet? Something different. Jesus, lift your hands to the Lord. I'm just going to pray. For those who are here tonight who are crippled with fear, fear of death, fear of man, I come against that thing. I come against that foul assignment and that stronghold. I command you in the name of Jesus to go. You've got to go. You cannot stay. You have no rights. Fear go. Fear go.
like a crippling fear comes. It almost steals your breath. Some of you, even as you leave your homes, it's like automobile accidents just play in your mind. And it's like you can see yourself being hit by the truck, see your help being see yourself being T-boned by somebody in an intersection. And so you're behind the wheel and you've got fear. Some of you are here. It's a fear of failure, so you never launch out because you just don't want to fail. And as a result, the enemy has crippled you and nullified your effectiveness for the kingdom because you're not willing to step out because God forbid you would fail. And to you, the Lord would say, every great man and woman of God, men throughout history, women throughout history, they failed lots of times, but though the righteous fall a thousand times, they get up and God will give you victory. Do not fear. Do not be dismayed. I have not given you a spirit of fear, says the Lord, but of power, love, and sound mind. There's another set of people here. You need to shift your affections. These people here, as we read the Monday morning report of the game that was won on Sunday as a recipe for us or a rubric or a framework by which we can overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, and love their knives, lives not so much to shrink from death. That's because their affection, all their love was on Him. All of their affection was on Him. And this whole world just begins to grow dim. Set your love on Him. Change your affections. Shift your affections from the things of the world, from lust, from self. Shift your affections to Him. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and all your strength. He will shift you. And when that begins to happen, then what happens is what your Heavenly Father thinks about you is the only thing that matters. And then the fear of man will fall like, like, a, like a dead leaf on a dead tree. It'll just fall to the ground. And you'll begin to walk in a new dimension of power and authority. Don't be crippled. Jeremiah 17 talks about the man who trusts in the arm of the flesh. The man who has the fear of man, says in Proverbs, brings a snare. Don't be crippled in this walk that God has for you. Don't be hindered by the fear of people. Who cares what they think? Who gives a flip? Really, there's only two or three people statistically, it's recorded, that only two or three people like you anyway. So who cares? Really, what God thinks about you is the important thing. You need to know that. I was talking to my daughter. We went on our, on our, on our day off, and I'll, I'll, I'll attempt at closing here in a minute. We went, and she was looking at clothes, you know, and she said, you know, Dad, I, I, I try on clothes, and there's all these other women that are trying on clothes, and I just I feel judged. <laughs> I feel judged. I feel like they're just looking me up and down, checking me out, and I, I don't know. It's weird. I don't like it. Now, I'm not going to ask any of you other women to lift your hand if you've ever had that experience. I'm to understand that women are cruel like that. She says, I just don't like it. And I began to teach her at 11 years old how to begin to not worry, give a fig about what anything anybody thinks about you. That doesn't mean you walk around like some arrogant jerk 
walk around humbly and grateful. But you've got to know who you are. Every head bowed, every eye closed. First of all, if you're not right with God, first in two altar calls, here's the first one. If you're not right with God, you want to get right with Him all across this place. You want to give your heart to Jesus for the first time or make a recommitment to Him all across this place. If that's you, slip your hand up. You want to get right with God. You've not been walking with Him. God bless you. Thank you for your honesty. God bless you. Thank you for your honesty, sir. Anybody else? God bless you. It's not a shameful thing. It's a great thing. Come on, you're just going to restart. Today's the first day in the rest of your life. Going to give your heart to Jesus. You ready? Let's all give our hearts to the Lord right now. Say, Dear Jesus. Come on, even if you didn't raise your hand, just affirm your faith. Say, Dear Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for rising again from the grave. Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. And be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make me new. Give me a hunger for your word. A hunger for the things of God. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Let me pray for you now. Holy Spirit, come and fill and touch each and every one. You need the infilling of the Holy Spirit. That's power to resist the ugly one, the devil. Power to resist him. Power to live holy. Got to be filled with the Spirit of God. Fill your people now. Touch those online. Fill them right now with your Spirit. Give them a prayer language. Praying in the Spirit. Praying in tongues. Building up their faith. Building up themselves their most holy faith. I thank you for it. One more thing. If you're here, and that, that just that one simple word on fear. Some of, you, some of you have fear of death, fear of failure. You're struggling with fear. And, and you realize it's, it's oftentimes irrational. I'm going to pray for you. If that's you, come to the front right now. Come on, signs and wonders follow the preaching of the Word. You're going to make it. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Perfect love drives out fear. His love, come on, just lift your hands. Receive this from the Lord. His love drives down, chases down, hunts down, and eliminates fear. Lord, give them an encounter now with your love. Pastor Karen, come up on the platform. Give them an encounter now with the love of the Father. They don't have to do one thing to earn it. Let your love come. Let your love come. Wash over them. Fear, go. Fear, go. Fear, go. All irrational fears. Fear of death. Fear of failure. Fear, I command you to loose your hold now. In the name of Jesus. Come on, say with me. Say fear. Come on, especially you all up front. Say fear. Go. Say it again like you mean it. Fear. Go. You will not die. Well, you know, eventually you'll probably die. Everybody dies. But I mean, come on, you're not going to die a premature death. All right? You got the blessing of God. Come on, somebody say, I'm blessed. I'm loved. Come on, say it. Say, I'm loved. And say this. Say, perfect love casts out all fear. Say it again. Perfect love.
all fear. Fear? You don't live here anymore. Fear of man? Go. I'm God. I'm who God says I am. Yeah, don't say you're God. That'd be bad. I'm who God says I am. Say it again. Fear you don't live here anymore. Say it. I have boldness. I have confidence. Perfect love has driven out fear. In Jesus' name. Lift your hands to the Lord. Ushers on this side. Lift your hands. Go. Right now. Fire. Go. Jesus. Loose.
you what I heard when we were praying? Okay, forget it. Let's close in prayer. <laughs> Just kidding. Can I tell you what I heard? I, 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 I. <laughs> I heard the sound of pigs just running. Oi, 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 oi. Hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back no more. <laughs> Father, thank you so much for freedom. Freedom in the Holy Spirit. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your word. Thank you that you have made us more than conquerors. You have made us overcomers by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony, and loving our lives not so much as to shrink back from death. God, thank you. Bless your people tonight. Bless all those out there in Mediaville, Media World. Touch them, God. Heal them, set them free as well. Fill each and every one with the oil of Zechariah, the golden oil of the Spirit of God. Lord, that we would burn and shine, oh, like you in a crooked and a depraved generation. Let us shine like burning, shining lamps. Let us be like John the Baptist, forerunners. <laughs> Thank you, God. Come on, somebody, give him a shout of praise. Amen. God bless you. I hope to see you on Friday night. Friday night revival, 7 o'clock with Prophet Harkey. Saturday night, 7 o'clock. Sunday morning at 10. Sunday afternoon at 2. Sunday at Anchorage. Sunday night at 6. Don't miss any of it. Somebody say, woo! God bless you. Praise the Lord.